We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The sound of the final buzzer means it's hangover time. So grab a drink and join your host, Alphonse Sidney, for a Miami Heat Beat post-game show. That's four straight wins, baby. Listen, uh, you ain't gonna hear me be too negative tonight. Like, I've been negative during wins. I've been positive during losses. I've been all over the place, right? Uh, which our special guest tonight, Rohan uh, Nadkarni of Sports Illustrated. I think I said his last name wrong. I knew I was going to do that. Um, uh, well, loves to watch me on Twitter go through my emotional roller coaster. Uh, but tonight, man, I'm I'm happy. I mean, you saw uh, Jimmy Butler go out there and give you a triple double, gave you superstar effort, superstar minutes. Uh, you saw Max Struess go crazy. Uh, Max Struess with 21 points, clutch threes, clutch plays. Um, you saw the guys. I mean, after an entire game of. Uh, you know, not doing anything on the offensive boards, get a bunch of offensive rebounds right when it really mattered. And the defense, absolutely amazing uh, in the second half. Uh, the Rockets made a little run, and you saw, you know, the home team's going to make a run, and you saw the Heat hold steady and close out a really good win. Like, I'm excited about tonight. Um, this is a really good win on the road. I guess not a great team, but listen, you're on the road. You're missing three of your best guards. I mean – Come on. Like, this is – you can't be mad at this. So, go ahead. Bring me out, Brass, and let's introduce the esteemed panel for the night. Um, first, I'm going to start with Rohan. I usually I usually do – I usually leave the guests for last. Uh, Rohan, what's going on, my man? Like, you're always in the chat. You're always supporting. Everybody's like, you got to get Rohan on. It's going to be so much fun. You're finally here. What are you drinking tonight, and how's it going? Okay. First of all, thank you guys so much for having me <laughs> Why is the production value on this show so good? There's like Brass. a on 
and there's going to be photoshops. Like, how much money are you guys spending on this? I'm impressed. Um, I see the rest of you have gotten haircuts uh, since the last time uh, we've spoken. I have not. Also, Alf, you killed you killed the pronunciation before I got on, and then now now that I'm here, I don't know if you're getting nervous, but it's Rohan, dude. And I know you know that. I, I started saying Rohan, didn't I? Like I Rohan Marley. Know you know that, but it's all good. Anyway, it's nice to see all of you. It's great. Are you are you drinking tonight, or it's not? It's it's a Thursday night. No, I got not. this. I got this Philly Portland game on, so I you know I might I might imbibe later. It might not necessarily be alcohol. You know, I'm here in California. Okay. Listen. Yeah. So you know, but it, it, the night is young here, dude. It's only it's not even seven thirty yet. So I started drinking at six every night. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> yeah, for you. Uh, for you. Okay, I'm gonna get at Rohan. Rohan. Someone's saying Alpha is a Chief Struis hater, dude. I've been <laughs> on the Struis caboose all year long. Like, you come on. Quick, huh? That was that preseason game where you were shitting on. Was, After that, we've been cool. Listen, yeah, I've been all over the Struis caboose. That, that a pause. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, My <Tiffany>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tiffany, my right hand. What's going on tonight? What are you drinking? Um, I got some pineapple chamomile tea with the little Tito's. Whoa. Pineapple chamomile tea. Mm-hmm. Tito's? What? That's wow. wow. Rohan, what is your dog doing right now? <laughs> I got one of his toys, and he's trying to. You know, you know how they right. you know. We'll come to him later for it takes. Uh, Brass, I'm always, I'm always going to do Solana last because I can't wait to see what he's got in store for us. Brass, what are you drinking tonight? I'm taking it easy tonight. I just got a, a wrench uh, IPA. Mm. Okay, in a little in a little uh, fancy well, glass. Well, yeah, I also, got, I also got my little mini keg here. So, mm. <laughs> Brass invents like new ways to drink every time. I see him on this show. A mini keg. Like, he he's making, like, fancy cocktails at his home. Like, dude, is you're crushing quarantine. I'm I just want to let you know that. It's, I'm bored. That's what it is. <laughs> Solana, what's happening? What are you drinking tonight? So I'm working a new bit where I'm going to match the color <laughs> of the shirt. The color of my shirt is going to match the wow. drink of oh. So tonight, pink grapefruit, funky Buddha hard seltzer, only one gram of carbs which i'm very <laughs> proud of and uh delicious funky buddha grass you got to jump on the ba- i know i know rohan for sure is on the the hard seltzer bandwagon for sure right i've never had a hard seltzer in my life my man i was so sure about that i, I would have put no, so I, much money that you were on the the hard seltzer a, tip for sure that's a no for real baby <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing, this, I'm taking it easy tonight. There's a mini keg in my microphone. Yo, can I tell you guys a can I tell you guys a Cortez story real quick? Since I know he's watching. Yes, please. So he calls himself the Minister of Heat Propaganda, right? And I see him. He comes on your show all the time. And I'm hosting a daily podcast for Sports Illustrated during the conference finals and NBA finals. And this dude just refuses to come on the show. Just oh wow! I've tried to book in my entire life. I got Dwayne Wade to sit down with me at on the floor of American Airlines Arena. Uh, Cortez, though, just impossible to book. You can't do it. I don't know if I got to go through his agent or something next time. But I don't know how you guys do it. 
uh, just refuses to come on the show. Way too busy for me. So, you know, I don't know what he's up wow. to. He's got time to watch, but, you know, one day, one day I'll get him. I mean, what a call out. Big time Cortez. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, man. I, honestly, if you need help booking Cortez, just ask me. I mean, I'll. <laughs> I will. I I'll, will. I'll tell him it's my podcast and trick him. <laughs> <laughs> He might actually come on. Um, <laughs> What's the Somebody asked for Struce in the Butter Zone. Uh, that he was. was the most awkward exchange I've ever seen on a broadcast. It's an incredible exchange. We might have to play that again later. Um, that was so funny. Uh, poor guy. What's up, Siobhan? Siobhan? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, people. The, the chat Hello. has been asking for you. Oh, hi, chat. Hi, Rohan. What hi, Siobhan. What's up, Shabani? Same thing. Um, Maker Mark and Mandavi. Four in a row. It was a good win. There we go. I like it. That's an odd. Oh. That's an odd. Uh, like double fisting mix there. That's coming my thing. From, coming from the guy that drinks. Uh, Siobhan, don't explain yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he over here drinking wine coolers. You know what I'm saying? I'm Alpha getting so self. tired. Nah, I'm Alpha getting so tired of, of the hard seltzer. Of the hard seltzer slander. <laughs> I mean, I just it's. Just, it's unnecessary, honestly. Unnecessary. I thought I thought by like our tenth hangover time it would end, but I mean no, clearly it's just, this but is we like we thought you yeah. would end. No, we thought you would end. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Love you, Solana. Yeah. Hey guys. Dale, dale. Got him. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about. Uh, someone says Taco about Bam. Um, let's talk about this game tonight, man. Because I mean, that, that username is Nathan Schmolnick. Nathan Schmolnick. I That's hate saying awesome. it. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm slandering my good friend Ethan. It's just fucked up. Um, but Rohan, I mean, of all the things tonight, we got Jimmy Butler triple double. Mac Destruce is loose. Max Struce giving you quality minutes when you're just you're down your entire bench rotation of guards. Like and like you know, there's one point in the second quarter or first quarter, I was pissed off, and like Jimmy's out there with Gabe Vincent, Precious Achua. Uh, Max Struess yeah. and Andre Godala, and I was like, "What am I mad about?" Like, I, you know, it, I have to ask myself that question a lot. What am I mad about? But you know, you have that, and then you also have the Heat defense. Ten points allowed in the third quarter. Like of all these things, like what stood out to you the most? I think what stood out to me was not just the numbers that Jimmy put up, but he seemed to be in control of the game whenever he was on the floor. And I was always a Jimmy Butler fan. Like, I like watching him play. I like what he's about. I think he's a fun dude. You know, and I think even last year there were times, even during the playoffs there were times where it felt like Jimmy is not taking control in a way we'd all want him to right now. Um, The way he's played the last seven games since he got back uh, from the health and safety protocol, he's controlled games in a way that I don't recall him doing last year. I don't really even recall him doing – until the finals, really, but the way he's putting his imprint on a game, it, it reminds me of LeBron. I mean, I, I'm not saying Jimmy is as good as him or, you know, but that that's what, I mean, the triple-double. Say it, coward. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't because I used to look LeBron's doing this year, and it's nuts. But yeah, I know. Let's, let's it, calm down. It's, it's not even, because even, like, my favorite heat season of all time remains 08-09 way. Like, that was awesome. That was so much fun. And even he, it was like the scoring was incredible. The defense was incredible. The highlights were incredible. But I don't think he could kind of command the flow of a game the way Jimmy does uh, 
And that's, I think, been – that's what starts me tonight and what's been fun to watch the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I uh, – Tiff – I yeah. think Rohan is making a – I said it right this time. Rohan <laughs> is making a fantastic point that, you know, you with, – with five minutes left, um, there was a time during this season with five minutes left where, like, well, there goes the game. <laughs> like, you could have a 12-point lead with five minutes left, and you're like, well, that's not big enough. We're going to lose. Um, but since Jimmy's come back, you feel like when he – you know, it's five minutes, five minutes left, the heater, you know, whether they're – tied down a little bit up a little bit you feel like that calming presence is here um even when he's not scoring like he didn't do great uh he wasn't great in the last five minutes last game but he's there you know he's shooting the gap getting steals diving on the floor like you have your your leader out there in crunch time and i think it's making a difference right i think last season you know in the beginning he was fitting in then they made the trades and it was about fitting everyone else in so Jimmy does seem, a, he did seem a little like, you know, lackadaisical, like he took his foot off the gas most games. But coming back, because he knows all we got is a pack of crackers. So Wait, not, not to be racist. No, no. <laughs> God. There's, there's a lot of white guys on this team for you to use that term. We, you know, let's disclaimer at the bottom. I'm just glad we got another banging sound from that. That's, that's awesome. Oh my God, that's another shirt. No, it is not. <laughs> no, but seriously, he knows this is what we got right now. And it's up to him to get it done. Come with me, who's coming, who everybody else sit by the wayside. That's pretty much what it's looking like. And for the most part, everybody's jumping on that cape and going for the ride. Yeah, it's and you saw like a guy like Max Schuess comes off the bench and just feeds off that energy, Solana. Like, and it, it, you, when you have guys, we we've watched over and over the season. You know, one guy has a bad night, and a lot of times nobody else steps up. And tonight, Solana Struess is the guy who stepped up. And I mean, Duncan actually had a pretty good game. He was just in foul trouble. Kelly Olynyk hit some big shots, you know, uh, in the fourth quarter, but he had he had a rough game. I can't believe he had 13 rebounds. Like, I am so – I can't – first of all, I don't think I saw him get a single one, but, but I, I think that's my bias against Kelly. But, Solana, you saw Strew step up, you know, and, you know, last game you saw none Olenek step up. So we're finally starting to see this team and its depth, whatever you want to call it, like they're actually getting guys to fill in for all the guys on different nights. Yeah, and really quickly, just to touch on something Rohan said, I think the words you used to describe Jimmy were command the flow of the game, and it's so well put because that's really what he does. Even if he's not technically impacting you know, a, cert a certain facet of, of the game throughout four quarters, he's still commanding the flow. Like That, that was really well put. But, um, and, and, and to speak... It's the necessarily. <laughs> um, I, Alf, just could, to answer the question quickly, <laughs> even though it doesn't matter anymore, bro, this is what we all knew was going to happen. Like, we were all panicking because the record didn't look good and we're 22 games in and we're five or six games under 500 and Jimmy's missed 10 games. I kind of had the confidence the whole time. I, oh, I wasn't here. as... Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, we would you have, no, you have. I will say you no, have. We, we, would get on these, we, we would get on these hangover times and like, you know, it was kind of all like doom and, and, and just, just like feeling bad because the heats were sucking. We knew the second this team got Jimmy Butler back and were healthy, 
eventually they'd start playing better basketball. And that's what's happening. Last year, on any given night, it was somebody random at the end of the bench providing some sort of production. That's what's happening now. Guys like Max Truth, like I was shocked that Chua only had what six minutes tonight, seven minutes Five tonight. Minutes, like, yeah. right. Like, and and guys are gonna start stepping up again. Jimmy Butler is going to get the most out of these guys, and that's what happened. Yeah. Siobhan, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you guys? Uh, do you guys think uh, I'm? I don't know how to do this, but I want you guys to tell me if you also think uh, Solana looks like this dude with the YouTube cooking channel. What's his name? His name's Ethan. Hold on, hold on. If I hold this up, can you guys see it? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> oh, that's wait, wait, what, wait. What's this guy's name? Right, Ethan Chablowski. What? Say it again. Ethan, and then his last name Chablowski. C H L E. Uh oh, brass is on it. <laughs> he's on it. Know, he just he disappears mm-hmm. like he Doctor Strange like pours out. He's yeah. like, <laughs> Bro, oh, man, you he's, he's a good looking dude. Is, he's a good looking dude. No, yeah, no, no, no shade. I just like you know I was like I've seen this man before. <laughs> I saw this man before cooking. Solano kind of looks like one of those bartenders at one of those super fancy bars. Super yeah, cuts. yeah, definitely. Yeah, like where like I thought for sure. I, I thought for sure an insurrection joke was coming. Like I was, I was, totally I was going to do it. I, I stayed away from the low hanging fruit. You just look like a bartender, like one of those bars where all the tables are like those farm tables, like yeah. made of like <clears throat> recycled wood. Yeah, for sure. And like you're have- you're rubbing orange peels along the rim of the glass. Nobody nobody yeah, slices yeah. an orange peel better than me because I, I I know the exact amount that I have to like. Yeah, and you're muddling the shit out of everything. Like, yeah, I'm over here like just giving my fucking crown and ginger. Like, what are you doing? But then. Um, in real life, I'm drinking hard seltzers. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Siobhan, one of the things, and like, I'm not trying to go negative, but Rohan brought up that Jimmy is doing things he didn't have to do till the finals last year. Yes. And it's February against, you know, a sub 500 team. And that's where I worry. Like, yes. I'm glad he's doing it. Like, he's, he figured out, he, you can tell there's points in the game where he's like, all right, you some bitches ain't doing shit. Yeah. Let me go put my head down, get to the batch, get to the line, do something. But yeah. I like to Rohan's point, he wasn't doing this till the finals or East, you know, even Eastern Conference finals. He, Bam was doing a lot of that heavy lifting. Yeah. Jimmy's doing it now, and they're playing basically an eight man rotation against mm-hmm. the Knicks and the Rockets. Mm-hmm. I guess like that's where I'm like, is this sustainable? And like, are we going to see a crash on this West mm-hmm. Coast win? See, and this is uh, this is kind of to Solana's point, right? No one had a lack of confidence about what this team. <laughs> my roommates here. Um, no one had no one had like any ideas about you know lack of confidence with this team um, with Jimmy on the floor. I think what we all kind of felt and saw was what do we look like with, without them? And like you said, um, it's like an eight man rotation. Um, and we're seeing and asking him to do, you know, stuff that, like you said, he didn't have to do until late in the season. Um, your depth is still only as deep as what you, you know, can make it be in relation to, to your main guys. And, um, you know, still some of our guys 
I don't know, they still kind of don't quite stack up individually to to what other teams second and, and maybe third string guys look like. Um, but we are fortunate in having a Jimmy Butler and having that presence. Uh, he's a he's a maestro. Like he conducts the offense at the exact tempo that he wants it to go. Um, you yeah, know, we need a bucket. He and, and he doesn't feel like getting all the way to the basket. He'll get you a way to get a foul to get a bucket instead of like he he's picking his spots and doing the things um, to slow to control tempo and to mitigate you know what he does or doesn't have to his left and right. And I think when you look at this Heat team, yeah, there there are other teams where you got guys coming off the bench um, that would you know be the sixth seventh man on this team. And one of the things in the bubble last year, like Rohan, Rohan, I said Rohan again, Rohan brought up. It's like when people say uh, Kamala Harris, I get pissed off, but I'm still over here saying Rohan over and over again. Um, But uh, one of the things that happened in the bubble last year, the Heat were fully healthy and the Heat fully healthy can hang with anybody, right? Um, Definitely. But Rohan, they're calling, you know, it came out again today that a Western Conference team, uh, exec said the Heat season was a fluke last year, and you see more of the national picture than we do. Like we're kind, of, I know me personally, I'm kind of in my you know tunnel vision on the Heat. Like, is is that a pervasive vision through a pervasive view around the league, or is or is is that just you know a lot a little some haters here and there? I think it's like people are misusing the term fluke. I think that there's obviously a uniqueness <laughs> to what the Heat did in the bubble, right? I'm not saying that the Heat uh, would – let's say last year was a normal year, right, and the Heat have to go uh, play Milwaukee on the road in the second round in that second game. Let's say even the Heat win the first game of that series, the second game, the Bucks fans are going nuts. Do the Heat still go up 2-0 in that series? Maybe not. But do I think that makes the bubble a fluke? Not really. I, I look at the bubble as like when you take away all the variables and it's just about basketball, well, who's the best team? And, you know, the Heat, I think, proved, like, okay, like, on a neutral court, like, forget the fans, the travel, everything. Like, we have a really good squad. I I think that, like, people are, like, aren't recognizing what the bubble really was. Now, granted, like, that doesn't take into account, like, mental health things people are going through and kind of all the intangibles that are impossible to weigh in that scenario. But, like, for me, I've always looked at it as, like, you know, were the Heat lucky that it was in the bubble? Yes, but not because it like it made it easier for them, but because it kind of like brought out like the teams that were good at playing basketball. If that makes sense. So I, I don't. I don't know that. Look at it as like a fluke. I will say that like nationally, I don't think anyone looks at the Heat as a finals contender right now. And I, I do think a lot of people also nationally weren't as maybe worried as we were, kind of swinging game to game. Uh, with the results, I think people were patient about waiting for Jimmy to come back. At the same time, like the class of the conference right now is Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Boston. I think the Heat are definitely a tier behind those teams at the moment. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of the sense uh, from a big picture perspective. But yeah, to me, like people are putting the bubble in the wrong context. It wasn't. It wasn't so much that it, it made it easy for a team like Miami. It just it took away all the variables and said, "All right, this is what happens." Like when it's all about basketball. Yeah, when I don't. It's about I don't, basketball, about coaching. Yeah, I don't look at it as a fluke at all, but I I do look at it as the perfect scenario. It's the perfect, exactly. 
conditions. And, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, by the way. Absolutely like the Heat strive on togetherness. <laughs> this year, a lack of connectedness has hurt them. It's impeded their their ability to work together and be good. It's like it was a being, perfect situation. They were being shat on for having good team chemistry and for being in shape and for like <laughs> not being distracted and like unfair. It, it, it uh, was, no, that's unfair. Unfair. Yeah. Yeah, it made no sense. <laughs> like they were, they were just they were they were too focused. Like, yeah, it's not like fair you, how like, focused they are. Like, like Rohan said, about? if you strip away all of the other stuff, why is it? It just made no sense. It's like, oh, that was absolutely fluke. How we were beating teams like, uh, fucking definitively. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like we were beat. We're like right. lucky last second heaves right. and shit. Like they were just beating the, the like, dog shit. They beat the dog shit out the Bucks. Like three straight seven game series or something. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then people were like, oh, they got they got Molly Watt by the Lakers. We it was a six game to. series. Like when have we ever called a six game series like yeah. you know a, a, a non competitive series, especially yeah. with Goron out and mm-hmm. Bam limited? But whatever. Let's not. I don't want to rehash the you know the bubble. I just thought it was an interesting conversation about you know you know what how the this team is seen on a national level and um, uh, chat. By the way, go ahead and start sending your questions in. We're gonna take questions, and I, 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 I did good last time. A lot of times I I forget after the first question, and we go off and you know I start getting drunker, and we go off onto some other tangent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is fucking perfect. Yes, I love the white claws. claws. I love it. The white claws. I look, I look great, man. You see that calf muscle? You see that calf muscle? I know you saw it. New profile Yo, pic. Profile, yeah. Come on, you gotta rock that. Yes, he looks like that guy, right? Oh no, no I mean, doubt. Where's it's the original guy? It's, it's uncanny. Yeah, no, you, need, you need a side by side, bro. We need a side by side. <laughs> Rohan's making a uh, Rohan's making a uh, Photoshop request live. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I just <laughs> Rohan, really Rohan. Ne- next time you're in Miami, maybe we catch a heat game and I cook you dinner. Just let me know, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, I cook, Oh my I, god! I, oh, that's the original guy. That's the original guy. <laughs> I want to. I want to say he has a more punchable face than me, but I don't know if I'd be if I'd be telling the truth. Honestly. Okay, um, but I'm not crazy, right? There's something there. No, there it's there. Yeah. Ron, you've gone through a little transformation. Um, <laughs> where is this going? Okay. Oh wow, we're bringing right. up old. Right. Okay. And look at you now, though. Oh. Yeah, now super oh, yeah. There you go. Can you please I mean, please put that on my hinge profile if you don't mind. Oh yeah, uh, but you got some competition though. I just I oh, just want to let you know because yeah. oh, <laughs> no houses. Look out! We should take the shirts off right now. Oh, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. No. no. What's your secret? Patreon Bowflex? content. <laughs> That's for yeah. Only Patreons get the shirt. The shirts <laughs> off podcast. My secret was not eating. Uh, was like not going to the bodega every single night and getting a, another meal at 10 p.m. Apparently, if you if you stop doing that, it's really good for your health. Let me tell you something about Uber Eats during COVID. Yeah, <laughs> less butter. Uh, the Uber Eats during COVID has been a fucking bane of my existence. 
because I'm home all the time. I drink all the time. And like at 11 o'clock, I can just order Taco Bell or Wendy's. Like I don't even have to get in my car drunk and go drive somewhere, which would be the, the, that would stop me before. Now I'm just like, bring me food at 1230 <laughs> at night. And, uh, and here's the result. No, it's rough, dude. I just, you know, I'll, I'll eat a couple of uh, gummies. I'll leave it at that. And then, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm awesome. like, Dion Waiters shit. Yeah, exactly. I got to hit up Dion Waiters, man. I got to see what's going on. I want him back in the NBA. Dion's my guy. Um, <laughs> Dion is my guy. That's not a popular thing to say on a Heat podcast. I'm sorry. I love Dion. I'll always love Dion. Uh, like uh, Dion gave us one of the funnest second halves of all time <laughs> of a season. Like, come on, that thirteen eleven was so much fun. Oh, dude, um, against Golden State, come on, that was awesome. Yeah. Um. So here's a question from the chat from J N N I thirty N I A thirty four. James Ennis. J- yeah, I think it's it's James Ennis. Probably he watches <laughs> the show all the time. Is Spole holding is Spole holding Bam back? Or is Bam too scared to be aggressive? I'll give that one to you, Tiff. Um, Try not to be negative. Try, she's like, I'm not, I don't want to be negative after a win. Um, I guess in certain ways it may appear with the um, incessant dribble handoffs. Um, and then if you look at it when they blow it up, a lot of the times Bam's like wide open holding the ball. So I don't know. He's not shooting the three yet. Um, sometimes he doesn't make the hard cuts if you know off the ball. So maybe Sp- Spoke could call better plays to get him in a better position. But then it's like if he's in better position, then he has to take advantage of the defender. So what came first? <laughs> um. So Bam, go ahead. I just out there. Bam looks tired to me. I think those those COVID games took a toll on him. Like he starts the game like he looks like half sweaty. He looks like you know what I mean. Like like, why is he so lathered up already? Like what's going on, man? Like he just looks tired to me at the start of every game. Yeah, and that jumper isn't falling. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's a big reason why his scoring is down. Um, he was relying on that jumper heavy, Siobhan. Like, yeah. like that was his his go to. Like he was doing that little jumper in the lane like all game long, and he was hitting four out of six. You know, five of eight. He, I mean, I think he took three tonight. He missed all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, he got to the line only five times. But I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he still almost had a triple double. But he had eight turnovers, which mm-hmm. maybe that speaks to Rohan's point. Is he tired? Like, there's times like he's just don't like he's. Yeah. I'm reaching for the ball, like he's just letting it slip through his hands. It is fatigue. Could fatigue be something? Because short off season, carried the team when everybody was out. Like is fatigue? And, is, go ahead, go ahead, Ron. I'm sorry. One more thing. He's playing center full time for the in the NBA for the first time in his career. Like he's banging with bigs every single night. Yeah, he had to go up against Embiid two right. nights in a row. They, they don't have anybody else to. Bang. I know I mean tonight it's boogie like it, that takes a physical toll it does mm-hmm. it does and that's why like it, everything always comes back and ties together um I think uh so kind of off of what, what Tiff was saying about Spo and Bam and who's holding who back 
Like she said, it would appear that, that maybe Spo is holding Bam back by the incessant uh, DHOs. But at some point, you have to, as the max guy, what are you going to do, kick your ass? No, they're not. Like, no one's <laughs> going to tell you that you can't be more aggressive. So at the point at which you see, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, I'm holding this ball, waiting for this handoff for six, seven seconds. And they're playing 15 feet off of me. Why can't I take, you know, a couple dribbles, get into the lane, get to that that little um, sweet spot for the jumper. But then to the point about him being tired, um, I absolutely think that that it is a factor. Um, you said short, uh, short turnaround, we went deep. He had COVID before uh, the bubble or was entering the bubble with COVID or what have you. Um, and yeah, playing full-time center for the first time, he is small. I don't care what anybody says, I don't care how, how much more beneficial to the team that his athleticism is. He's little and in a league where they are still big ass people under the basket, yet consistent drives, consistent bumps, all of that stuff is, is going to, um, you know, erode the, the kind of the, the sturdiness of, of the body over time. And, and it, it's hard to watch sometimes, not in a sense that it's like, terrible gameplay but sometimes it is you just want him to be more shorthanded more you know whatever um and, and with all that being said still gets close to a triple double <laughs> I mean, right and right i do want like, damn if you could only just uh, you could but, be uh. yeah and that's the thing i want to say to heat twitter like people got mad at me tonight and some other people for criticizing bam I, it's like we just want him to be better yeah. Like we're not saying he now the people who are like, oh, Bam doesn't deserve a max. Shut the fuck up. You're all idiots. Yeah. Like it's stupid at this point. He deserves a max. He earned his max. Like, let's stop right. saying he's not a max player. I'm not asking him to give us 25 a game. I don't know. I've never said that once at all. Like just a little bit more at a little different picked out places. But Solana, like tonight, what I want to see from Bam, he was against Demarcus Cousins. When he's like he is small. But you're against a flat-footed big. Yep. And we see it night after night. And one time, he just blew right past the Marcus Cousins a couple times, actually. Yeah. Yeah, at the end one, he dunked on. Like, yeah. You can. He has the speed to go past these flat-footed guys. And to Javon's point, the Heat are super small. So I, what I would love to see is Bam embarrass flat-footed bigs and then have to start putting Daniel Houses and other guys on him and you know, the OG Ananobis of the world where the other team has to go small and that could probably help the Heat's rebounding because they had, they, you saw what, at the end of the game, the Heat actually got some offensive rebounds because the Rockets went small. We've seen Bam play at a specific level and we know he can play at that level every night. So when he doesn't, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine for Alf to get on Twitter and criticize him a little like it's fine it's not he's a max player he's going to get criticized when the heat need wins and he's not right. playing at the level we know he can play at <laughs> that was but yeah to answer your question he should have had boogie on skates all night like yeah. come on man like what, what i there there are there are times when you're frustrated with bam but there's times where i'm frustrated with jimmy as well right, like, yeah, yeah. Right. we're allowed guys, like yep. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, I, I know we talk about it so much, but we really were spoiled with LeBron, where it's like, hey, 38 and 8 every night. Come on. Why don't you do that every night? It's like, well, maybe it's it's it, there's a reason why only one right. guy has ever done that in the history it's of the that NBA. that stick meme, like, do something. Like, get 30 points. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Why aren't you scoring 30? Like, but I want to, like, um, piggyback a little bit off of what Rohan was saying. The other thing we didn't talk about with Bam is that he's playmaking. Yeah. He's playmaking the majority of the time. Yeah. So that's why he's got eight turnovers. So he's playmaking. He's banging with Biggie. I, I, I don't know what else he's supposed to do. Because at some point, he is going to be tired. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get, getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Uh, Rohan, so this is a question. Do you guys think the injury in the finals affected how Bam plays now? Wait, mm. I forget. What was what exactly was his injury? Shoulder. Shoulder, okay. And that's going to affect oh, you catching the ball. Yeah, it's oh, affect- absolutely. Everything. Go ahead, yeah. Rohan. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, I mean, I can't speak from a, like, a place of certainty. I will say that, like, we also just don't know like people freak out about the lakers i'm in la and like the lakers have been really good and people kind of like every game lately they've been going down double digits and people are like oh man like the lakers don't have it tonight and i'm like i don't know if it's just because i'm used to like with the big three like they laid eggs during the regular season all the time they could never beat the nets like the lakers having the record that they do is insane to me i don't know how they're doing it lebron being his age like uh, the vets that they have, the Lakers are an outlier. Like, I think it's normal for Miami to to be struggling considering how deep they went in the bubble, considering the injuries they had, considering the short turnaround. 
like the Lakers are almost making people forget like how difficult the season is for so many teams. Because they so, made moves. Mm-hmm. They did. They added yeah. to their depth where the Heat lost yeah. depth. Yeah, um, and I, it's, go ahead. I, I also don't know that, you know, I think we all would have loved if they had known about Giannis and were a little bit more aggressive, but I don't know that even knowing that there were moves out there for them to make, like they're not going to, as much as people love living in Miami, it's still LeBron, it's still the Lakers, you know, it's still like a near guaranteed title shot. Like there's a reason why they're also able to make some of the moves they make. So, you know, I, I do think that like an, there's an element to this that's, we don't really know what the effects of this weird season are. Like we don't, we don't, there's no way to judge it. So it's like, it's entirely possible that, you know, I'm not saying he, he never recovered, but what would it, what would he have looked like had there been a normal off season? Who knows? I guess my thing, and this is what I, I said it on Twitter today, because a bunch of guys are going back and forth. Mr. Bill, Sedano, sweep the light, <laughs> like a bunch of guys, Riz McGiz. They're all going back and forth. Shout out to Sedano, by the way. Those are my dudes. You guys are – why are you guys always trying to get in a fight with Sedano? <laughs> because it's fun. Like, it's fun. He gets so mad. And it's like, dude, you're you're like a national ESPN <laughs> voice. I hate the deep fake. I hate the deep fake. It really freaks me out. But anyway, <laughs> please, I'm sorry. Alpha. I interrupted your point. I interrupted. No, it's fine. It's fine. It, it gave Brass a reason to pull out the uh, the Sedano gifts, which are my favorite. Um, and I think we we talked about this on the show before. Yes, uh, this heat se- this season has been unfair to teams like the Lakers, the Heat, the Celtics, the Nug- the the Nuggets, the teams that went deep in the playoffs. But I think few teams have handled it in the offseason as poorly as the Heat have. Like, and I think part of that was like shooting for that Giannis star and falling flat. But there were moves to be made outside of like trusting, you know, just nothing but two-way contracts and G League guys. Like, I think there were other ways to shore up the roster with, you know, one-year balloon payments instead of giving roster spots $9 million to a guy like Myers Leonard, who I love, but I mean, come on. Like, we've seen what he's contributed. Udonis has him. Is you know, is, is taking up a roster spot right now. And I know, I know the Heat lifers out there will get on me. But in a season that you know is going to be affected by COVID, like, it's really weird to me that you you took up a roster spot. Udonis has him. Like, he's healthy. He's a healthy scratch every game. Like, and you're, and you're, you're playing an eight-man rotation in February. Like, I get the heat lifer stuff, but you know, there's a there's a point where the loyalty kind of bites you in the ass. And I think we're seeing some of that now. But then they could turn around Solana and trade Myers Leonard and that contract as an expiring to get something back, and then I'm gonna look stupid. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, address him as the captain, please. <laughs> uh, and and uh, you know, come on. Uh, that that last roster spot, I, I hate that argument. Like even every even other year, season, I hate it, Solana. Every other year, season, I hate it. In this season, right. if you to, to to looking forward, there should have been some foresight into you are going to need every roster spot because have we not? All right, perhaps, perhaps, but they still paid Myers Leonard. They still paid Mo Harkless, and everybody hates those moves, anyways. So if those two guys aren't playing, we don't want to yes. see them playing, anyways. Then what does the last roster spot matter? Like I get what you're, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. In this season, every single spot matters. But I still don't think 
whoever would have been UD's replacement would be getting minutes right now. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. So, but Dude, still, address them as a captain. We saw Max Struess and Gabe Vincent out there, in, in like any anybody that they signed could have got some minutes tonight. Like, yeah. well, especially the Heat are so good at developing players as well, right? Like, you you would think that whoever else would fill that spot wonder, could be a developmental type. I want to throw something out there. First of all, I will say, Harkless, I watched him play a lot last year because he was starting for the Clippers early in the season. That version of Harkless would have been perfect on the Heat. He would have been like Jay Crowder light. I, I was shocked at how little that move has worked, only because early last year I think he was doing everything the Heat uh, needed out of that position. Um, I, I watched him play you know, almost every night for the first couple months of the season. I thought he was playing pretty well. Um, and also – Alf, you brought up the balloon payments. I also don't know how realistic that would have been because, like, I don't think they would have been able to get under the cap. Like, the balloon payments are the guys who are on your team already. So, like, that's why Myers gets the money he has. Yeah. Paul Smeathan, who's been in his bag all night uh, with the questions. I But before I get to that, I want to throw out a question to you guys. Tell me what you think of this heat target that I have in my mind that I think is under the radar. Al Horford. He's got a couple Wait, years. What's, deal. what's the contract? He's got two years left on his deal. It's a big number, but I don't. I don't think the Heat are going whale hunting next summer. I mean, who's out there? Do you want Depot? They don't, you you don't you need to go whale hunting. Agreed. You need pieces. They don't have whale space. Right. You need pieces. Um, I do. Like honestly, I don't hate the Al Horford move. Because what it what it does is get it gets Bam off the best big every single yeah. night. Yeah, and there's still some um, space in there. I think he he's not as good of a shooter as Kelly, in the sense that he's not going to do all the footwork stuff. But I mean, he can stand in a corner certainly, um, and it's not going to be the spacing issue that it was when he was in Philly. Yeah, the thing with the thing with Horford is he's going to have to, and I've always said that whoever starts next to Bam needs to put up shots, yeah. and he can't be afraid to shoot. And if as long as he'll shoot and he can help out on the defensive end. Um, I like that move because uh, – and he's a good rebounder. Um, they need mm-hmm. rebounding in that starting yeah. lineup. They need rebounding across the board. Right. I mean, come on. They um, need his physicality too. Yeah. I don't hate that move. Um, but it, I, I, don't guess know, it I don't know if there's anything out there. I don't know that the Thunder are looking to move him. I mean, the Thunder have, like, not been awful. But, you know, the way I look at it is he's got two years left. He can t- send them some expirings, maybe a couple second rounders or something like that. I, I wonder – if Presty would go for it. Um, Solana, what do you think about that move? I, I always felt culture had a, a, I mean, Horford had a little culture in him, honestly. Like, I, I he just feels like that guy that'll buy into the system. Remember, Lou Aldeng came yeah. to the Heat and Bosch went down with the blood clots. Like, we always kind of like Lou Al, but we weren't sure about the fit. Oh, Spo my God. Re, Spo reinvented the offense around <laughs> Lou Aldeng, it felt like. And I just, one of my biggest like what ifs as a Heat fan is if they had a lineup of Wade, Dragic, Deng, Bosch, and Joe Johnson. Uh, did I need Healthy? a there? Um, there's a lot of what ifs from those two, the last two Bosch years. Because yeah. remember when Hassan was playing out of his mind, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But, but then Rohan, we wouldn't have gotten Amari Stoudemire starting for eight minutes a, a game, you know? So I like... <laughs> I don't know. We have to. Uh, it was so good starting lineup, though. Bosch, Bosch, or five minutes of Amari Stoudemire come uh, starting the game and then never getting back in the game, <laughs> the rest of the game. 
Hassan was really good in that Charlotte series. Then he got hurt against Toronto, but I don't think he was in a great matchup. They were getting killed by Biombo. Um, oh my God! Yes. Yeah, yeah. If, if they had Hassan, that remember, uh, Justice started at the five yeah. in Game mm-hmm. Seven, and, and then he, he didn't play Game Six. Right? One of the games, yeah. He didn't. Yeah. Did, didn't Biombo didn't Biombo get like fifty million from the Magic that offseason? Something like that, like something crazy, like he got paid yeah, from that, that series. But... Well, and then Valanciunas got hurt. Yeah, like, that's right. One, right? I mean, it was really early. Like, did they get hurt the same game? Something like that. So. But man, if they had Dang, uh, I know people didn't like Joe Johnson. He was really good that year, even though he had a, a tough series. But Joe they, Johnson was a year after, right? No, no, no. He was in that year they went to seven against Toronto. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm misremembering. Yeah, we. Dang, we, we signed him expiring, right? Like he was – or not expiring, I'm out. sorry. We, right, got bought out. We signed him, and literally that night, Spoh was like, yeah, you're starting. Go. You're in. You're in. You're, you're starting. Bro, he was hitting everything, man. Until that, the Raptor series. Yeah. <laughs> then really everyone good, fell though. off a fucking cliff. He was cliff. really good. <laughs> yeah. They keep showing this replay of Max Schroes yamming on wall. Yeah, I oh, did not my God. Uh I thought Struess was a little uh, – he needs to be a little bit more shy uh, in transition, especially. <laughs> Struess, Struess, Vincent, those guys are like – they're gunning. They're, they're shooting. They're getting their shots up. I, I, will, I will say I'm happy that someone puts their head down in transition and gets to the rack because I feel like the rest of the team, uh, you know, looks for a, a trail three-point shooter every single time. And it yeah. ends up being like Kelly shooting off of one foot – like he's Dirk Nowitzki, you know, four feet from the three-point line, um, which is like Kelly made like an off-balance corner three today, and I'm like, gee, I, I almost don't want him to make those, so he'll fucking stop shooting them. Like <laughs> he keeps <laughs> shooting those because he keeps making them. It's like, stop! Oh my god, he drives me. I, you know, honestly, I'm not gonna say it. he didn't have a great game tonight, but I, I mean, I can't believe he had 13 boards. So I'm gonna shut up about Kelly, man. Um. Nobody backed but, me up there. Well, but uh, Ro- <laughs> Rohan, can can you answer that? I'm where I'm really can, I'm curious what you think about uh, what we should do with Duncan. Oh, that's a good. That's question. a really good question. So, me and the homie uh, David Ramil were actually talking about this. I think last week. David Ramil from Locked On Heat. Shout out. Shout out to David, man. Such a good dude. Um. Who's like a more valuable asset? <laughs> um, Duncan. That was for Bill looking through the blinds, by the way. Here's what I'll say I, about Duncan that I think it's lost about him is like people just look at the what did he shoot from three tonight and say, did he have a bad game or a good game? But like the offense doesn't really work without Duncan on the floor. Like last year, Jimmy and Bam were not good when Duncan didn't play. Um, like, the offense was terrible when Duncan wasn't on the floor last season. I haven't looked at the numbers this year just because it's been a really small sample size, but I'm willing to bet by the end of the year it'll be something similar. Um, okay, Miami Heaters. I think Duncan <laughs> I don't think that's the issue. I put that up there. I'm like, I love the fact that people are telling Duncan how to shoot. Yeah. I um, love it. Yeah, I don't – it's tough. I think that you keep him – because I think you can always move him. There's always going to be value in someone who can shoot like that. I know that's that, that's the trap they fell into with Hassan, right? It's like, don't lose the asset. But his shooting, I think, helps the offense so much. It helps Jimmy so much. I mean, 
Jimmy, okay, I'll tell you guys a story. So when I was talking to Jimmy for my story I wrote uh, last December, at the end, he was like, I'm telling you, man, I got something up my sleeve. And I was like, I kind of expecting you to come back shooting threes like Steph this season. And he's like, just wait. And he's hit two threes all year, all right? Like Steph <laughs> almost at the game. Uh, like, they, they, their two best players, Jimmy and Bam, are not really threat shooting yet. I mean, even if Bam's mid-range is going, he's not getting the respect. It's going to take a couple seasons of him hitting that shot before he's actually respected as a shooter. So I, I, think, I think Duncan is more important than most people. Um, and I, and that's one thing I always put out there as a caveat, because I'm always, I always say this, the offense runs on Duncan, um, but like they need Duncan Robinson is, is the best, uh, net. I think he has the best net rating on the team. Like tonight he had the highest, uh, I think he had the highest, uh, on off numbers on the team tonight, the highest plus minus he, the, the offense, whether he is shooting or not. Him just running around there and and the gravity that he creates, like it just makes the offense better. But I think and what we keep talking about, Tiff, is does that, you know, when when other guys are off and he's literally like your fourth or fifth best player and he might command eighteen to twenty million dollars next year, does it make sense to keep to keep him and then let him go for nothing? Because I don't think the Heat are gonna pay him that even though they might because they have his bird rights. Um, but with the way Carnival Cruises are looking, I don't know I don't know if Mickey paying the tax, to be honest with you. So you let him go for nothing, or do you move him as a trade chip? I think that is the question that we ask on this show. We don't just slander well, Duncan I'll Robinson. Say, right, right. Real quick. Sorry, Tiff. I'll just go real it's quick. okay. His, uh, as a trade chip, his contract is so low that it also makes him a worse trade chip in some ways. Like, you can't trade him for an equivalent player because he's not making a lot of money. But I'm sorry, Tiff, go ahead. But I no, think that's where you attach him to Andre Iguodala or Kelly Olynyk or Myers Leonard, and you make something match because they want Duncan, and then you can get all you know. You you send Myers to make something match. The thing is, like every I love every trade scenario from Heat Twitter is Kelly Olynyk and Kendrick Nunn plus a second round pick for Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo. Like it's you, you have to give up something. Like, uh, but go ahead, Tiff. Um, I think even just like with all of that aside, like the question, honestly, I'm starting to think about is, are we willing to also think Spo is going to work up a different offense? Because when Duncan isn't hitting or getting open, we're dead in the water. But yet we keep forcing that dribble handoff and it doesn't work. So that means there needs to be different schemes if you plan on keeping this guy. I, I, I think the... The reliance on Duncan is – I think that affects some of those on-off numbers, Solana. Like, I really do. Like, <laughs> You and these numbers. I, I, no, I, listen. I, you <laughs> I'm messing with me. you. I'm messing with you. Brass, uh, Brass can, <laughs> can you play what I'm known for? What, what you're known for? <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, I'll play it. I'll play it. I can do it. You know, because Tiffany's accusing me of being a numbers guy. And I think everyone knows me for one thing. Tired of PER, EFG, QBR, PDQ, and QVC? Wait, what? Well, ditch the calculators and spreadsheets and check out the only stat that truly matters. It's time for ALF's Eye Test.
I am the eye test guy, okay? Like, so don't accuse me. <laughs> but I, there is something to be said about the numbers. This team is better when Duncan Robinson plays. He, they are that, but when he plays and he plays efficiently. No, even when he's bad, even the games he's terrible. They are still better when he's even def- defensively. They're flat whether he's on the floor or not. Like they're not better defensively when he leaves the floor, and I think a lot of a lot of Heat fans think that as soon as Duncan Robinson leaves the floor, the the defense goes through the roof because he's such a bad defender, which he's not. He's actually a really good help defender. He's not a great on ball defender, but he's one of the few guys that can actually stay in front of somebody. Um, I like him. I'm just saying, like, in order to keep a guy like that, you need a secondary offense. You need something else in the bag when he's not working, and we don't have it. And that's why, Solana, I'll let you go. Let Go ahead. Give your take on the whole Duncan Robinson thing. No, I can't say it any better than Tiffany there. I love Duncan Robinson. I would be in favor of paying him this offseason. Um, I also think that when you pay somebody and what Duncan's probably going to make, expectations are going to be set. Um, and right now, we all love Duncan, doesn't make a lot, and his production is through the roof. It, it might not look that way when he's making $18 million a year, right? Like feelings might change towards Duncan Robinson, but Tiffany's right. The other night against the Knicks, only Jimmy and Bam scored in the second half, six minutes left uh, in the fourth quarter, and only those two guys had scored. And why? Because Duncan Robinson wasn't making shots. I think he had missed four or five threes in the second half. Like we relied too much on Duncan Robinson. And yeah, like we, w- there should be, a different scheme. There should be different ways that this team can get easy baskets. A lot of that is Goran being out as well. I know I, I know that's still a big factor, right? Like Goran is our other ball handler and he's the other playmaker on this offense. Uh, maybe even the only other playmaker on this offense by himself. That's so sad. He's our other ball handler. He hasn't had a point guard in like 15 years. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, Mario Chalmers would like a word, but yeah. Did you talk? Was Chalmers bringing up the ball at the end of games? No, Mario was a shooting guard. Yeah. To be honest with you. Mario was a shooting guard. But he was hellacious on ball, man. Yeah. I love Mario. He's one of my favorite heaters of all time. But, but he was a shooting guard. They haven't had a ball handler in a long time. At the point guard position, they've right. had ball handlers point everywhere point else. Point touches are really the best. Point dresses might be the best, like, uh, okay. creative that, point guard we've had, which is fucking when, when he played point guard in that Clippers game where they had, like, I don't know, seven players and they won and, like, Spo was going zone for the first time a few years ago, I was, like, fully in on Justice. I still yeah. believe he's going to be a great pro. I still believe that if he ever gets healthy. What, even last year, right, the Milwaukee game, that yeah. I think it was the second game of the year that Jimmy was out. Yeah. Oh Justice was was like going toe to toe with Giannis, ball handling, defending. Yeah, like I I, I still was all in on Justice <laughs> until we. The funniest him. thing about Justice is a healthy Justice is exactly what this team needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and a healthy is Justice is also as um, is it's, it's like a unicorn. Like <laughs> we, we keep you know you know what I'd love to give my kid for their birthday a unicorn, but you fucking can't. <laughs> They don't exist. So a healthy justice, like healthy justice, Winslow is point of attack defender, ball handler on offense, gets the ball out of Bam's hands so much, so he doesn't have to do as much to create. Especially if he's exhausted, he's turning the ball over eight times. Like, oh my god, they could use a guy like that. They where's, really could. Where's Bino Udri? Like, oh, what's Bino up to? <laughs> Listen, he lifer. 
I don't know. You ask him. Aren't you related to him? What <laughs> <laughs> man's veto took the most fraudulent uh, backdoor contract? <laughs> like, I mean, he really did. The, I mean, I've never seen somebody do a favor for a team like that. It was ridiculous. Uh, he's uh, Isn't he the reason we got Joe Johnson? Someone. They got some free agent. I don't remember if that happened during the offseason or when that was. No, I think it was in the middle of the I don't know. He did something, and he helped the fucking yeah. team out ridiculously. So he's a heat lifer. Can't believe he's not on the bench uh, coaching. I will just say real quick, by the way, to Silhana, who brought up that Knicks game when Jimmy and Bam were doing all the scoring. But that's my point, is that even when Duncan's not scoring, him being on the floor opens the game up for them. Yeah. So I, I – I'm with Tiff. Like, they rely on him so much that, like, when people are switching everything and the offense gets bogged down, like, they need to figure out a new way to go about things. Like, and I think we're starting to see that might just be Jimmy forcing his way to the line. But I don't think that means you get rid of him or he's not worth it. I think that's more let's diversify when the switching is dumbing us up and not this guy isn't worth the money. Because I do think he juices the offense in such an important way uh, that I don't think you can let them it, it, it was a conversation and an argument I had with, uh, I, I work on another show, Ron, uh, Hawk and Crowder, and Crowder was very down on Duncan to start the season, even in that Lakers series. Oh, look at his stats, right? Crowder scoreboard watching. Bro, and he's like, oh, he only had eight points. Just like casually, like, yeah, man, I'm chopping it up with Channing Crowder. Like, <laughs> like, I, like yo, I well, no, bro, you did that <laughs> twice tonight. <laughs> I didn't call yeah. you on it. You did it twice. You said yeah. I was able to get Dwayne Wade for an interview, and yes. Ryan Cortez won't answer me. And, and he's, also, like, he's too busy chopping up Butler. vegetables in the kitchen. <laughs> and and <laughs> Rohan and Rohan tomorrow on the Hawk and Crowder show, I'm gonna say yeah, I was just you know talking to Rohan not Carney yesterday. <laughs> best high, you know, no big deal. I mean, I am I am the all time grifter of of can grifters. You, can you tell Shannon Crowder something for me? Yeah, of course. Tell him, tell him he retired too early. Okay, I loved him in the middle of our. Yeah, defense. I won't. I won't lie to him though. No, I won't lie to him. No, bro, I'm serious. He retired too early, and I have very fond memories of him uh, picking off Tom Brady once at like the end of a game to seal a victory. Yes. Yeah, we play that. We play that highlight all the time. Bro, yeah. I'm a huge Shannon Crowder fan. I'm not fucking around. That's awesome. I'm not a dolphin. I'm not a Dolphins fan, but man, he could quarterback a defense. Yeah. Like. He 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 wasn't in on every play. Like I mean, he was always like the fourth guy to get there on a game tackle. <laughs> like, but I mean, like honestly, he I'm, I don't know how this turned into Dolphins talk, but I always I would watch Crowder like he'd call everything out before it happened. Yeah. Like he was honest. Like, and I I listen to him talk about football, and he talks about it in a way that like I can understand because I think a lot of people think they know football, and we have no fucking idea what we're looking at. Yeah, no, he'd clue. be the second best point guard on this team. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, he's the best though, man. Like, really, like him and Hawker, fucking awesome. But I was, you know, arguing with him <laughs> where, where he he would uh he he would just constantly uh <laughs> he he would just constantly look at the scoring numbers from Duncan or his three point percentage and say, look, it's not as good, right? Like he he's just taking that side of Duncan Robinson isn't producing as he should be. But him being out there as a decoy, you saw it in the Lakers series. They focused so much of their defensive attention on just going over screens, making sure Duncan Robinson was not going to be able to shoot a a three-pointer, whether it was wide open or contested. And that opened up Bam Adebayo, 
in in the middle of the uh, of the floor, right? That opened up lanes for Jimmy to cut and for Jimmy to isolate. So and and the switching, right? Like we don't have to mention the switching, which is the most important part of the Heat's offense. So yeah, like that's why I think even right now, Duncan may not be producing in the stats category. There's so much more to his game. Okay, yeah, because I keep going to look at Siobhan and her mic is muted. Oh, no, I'm she's on. only muted because my headphones died, so I didn't want the Oh, uh, okay. I'm no, like, oh, she's not I'm saying all of this in the chat. Yeah, I don't look at the chat. I, I, um, I, I'm like, Siobhan's drunk. No, I'm not even. No, I think, like, no one, no one is discounting or discrediting what Duncan's skill set is. The issue becomes when you build your entire offense around – one guy with one really prominent skill in his bag. And so that's why that's when things get stagnant. And then you just, yeah, yeah the, the offense stops when he's not on the floor because the offense is built around him. There's no other, there's no other like weak side action happening. We, if it's not Jimmy getting to the basket, like you said, that, that might just be, you know, our, our plan B. That can't be your only plan B. Jimmy subjecting himself to getting bullied every time he goes to to the cup. And so, yeah, the offense comes to a halt or comes to a slow when he's not there because he is the offense. And so it is a bit more imperative on Spo to figure out how to, um, while still maximizing his skill set, not make that be, you know, what it is that this team that this team dies on. Um, And so with that being said, if there is a way you 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 keep him and then you diversify um your offensive repertoire as a team or you move off of him and look for a, a the closest facsimile but then you will still end up having to rework your offense um whether he's here or not there has to be um an addition to a reworking a re-envisioning of the offense because it is being so keyed on whether he's scoring or he's just there for gravity purposes uh, rohan to me it's not even about a revisioning of re re-envisioning of the offense which needs to happen you need different you need another guy yes that's a re-envision yeah, that is yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that is you need, <laughs> you need another you need another guy who could do the things that jimmy and Goran do because like you're relying a lot on on one guy who gets injured a lot and one guy who's old as shit like He's not even it's he's like he's got extra years on him, like from just first of all, he's like from a war torn country, like he's tired from that. Like he's like he grew up in like the Eastern Bloc in the Europe in Europe. Like he's there's a lot of things. <laughs> he's been through civil wars, and then like he's played in like a lot of like you know, uh global leagues and shit. Like he's tired. Like the guy the poor guy has more grades in it like than I've ever seen. Like he's you're relying a lot on those two guys. And like when they're, when they're not at their peak, this team doesn't have anyone else. Like you're, you're like, you're looking at Kendrick Nunn, like do something. Yep. You know, I, I agree. Uh, it's tough. I, I'm with you that, you know, we talked about this a lot earlier, but you know, it is a little disconcerting how much they relied on Jimmy to be finals. Jimmy this early in the year, what are the effects that's going to have? We talked about Bam being tired. That was why, even though I thought he was a turnover machine, I understood starting Hero because it's like, what if we can get him going, get him comfortable? Like, I think in an ideal scenario for the Heat, he's that third guy. You know, he's that creator. I mean, he's had some big games. I think I'm probably not as high on Hero as, you know, it's funny when I talk to other people, mm. actually, like, 
Like the people are really high on Hero. I like him. He's obviously a good player. He's someone who is, I think, a more interesting case than Duncan, because Hero on an open market uh, <laughs> will probably get. You know, tell. I'm assuming that's Cody's kid. Tell Cody I'll be on uh, to Greg Cody. All right. I don't recognize the OG. Uh, Greg Cody, right? Greg Cody's my dude. I'm not joking. I was a Miami Herald intern, and I sat next to Greg Cody at a Marlins game. My one of my all time favorite people. Um, that's the real Cody. All right. What's Cody's Ooh, kid's name? shade? What's, what's Cody's kid's name? Chris. Yeah, yeah. You're Chris. <laughs> what's Cody's kid's name? <laughs> He ain't never coming back on here. <laughs> you better come back here to address Rohan. He ain't never uh, coming back. I might send him a link right now. Yeah. Uh, but hey, anyway, I do think that I think they hope that Hero can blossom into that guy. But Hero is someone who I'm more curious what they do with long term because he is going to get more money than Duncan on an open market. And that's when it becomes interesting because it's like, do you want to play Tyler and Duncan together? Uh, forever, I don't think so. So, like that to me is like a more interesting long-term dilemma. But I do think that they're they have hopes that Hero can kind of turn into a, a third guy for that. <laughs> Ryan said, "This is why he doesn't go on Raw Pod." I mean, the shade thrown no, at I, Chris Cody. I'm just trying here. to. I'm just trying to throw out some respect for the OG, like a Herald OG man who's been doing it all our lives, man. That's well, I'm it. a little upset that we've been positive as shit all night, and Cody comes in at an, an hour deep into the show <laughs> and starts calling us negative. Like that's not this post game right. show. Love you, Cody. You can find that if you want, but it ain't this one. You're Love welcome you. back anytime, Cody. <laughs> we won't keep you hostage. <laughs> Yo, Chris. Work- Last time Cody came on, it was for two hours on a Saturday night. <laughs> it was messy. <laughs> And we were taking shots, and it was bad. Honestly, I don't think he ever wants to come back again. Poor bastard. And now he's catching strays on the fucking on the Rohan show. Okay, okay let me clarify that, <laughs> that I I just personally know Cody as Greg Cody. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Wow, is that Cody's kid? <laughs> oh man, that man has carved. A lane for himself in this industry. You respect that man. That man has a family. He does a great job. You know, people care about him. That's a family. Listen, I love the Levitard show. They're doing way better than I could ever dream to. He does an outstanding job. I just, I'm just saying that I'm, I'm from a different generation. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, to me, Cody means something different. Definitely. Stop that. The comment I, me and Brass are trying to put up the same I comment. I forgot his first name. I forgot his name. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Rohan, here. you got to come back. Oh, you coming back <laughs> with Cody, and y'all going to hash this shit yeah. out. Chris, I got a lot of respect for you and your pops. That's all I'm trying to say. No, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, you know, that's not what you said. <laughs> oh, Cody said you're 36. 
That's all. Oh my god! You guys all be in the comments, man. Are you acting like you don't know Chris Cody? That's hurtful, man. <laughs> this is so messed up because I'm not even drinking. Like this is happening. <laughs> uh, I did say that. I did say that. You younger than me. Bro, I read the newspaper growing up. That's all I'm trying to say. I, you You're know? like the third oldest person on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> I, I was the dude reading random evidence of a cluttered mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, That's- Cody versus Rohan. Oh, yeah, you remember up. the name of that book. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you could do that at your age. Oh, man. You know... All I all Cody's are good people. That's it. <laughs> I got love for all Cody's. Oh, I, I can't wait for Cody to come back. Cody, you got to come back. I'm gonna let me know when he comes back on. I'll, I'll come back on. I'll oh. formal apology. Oh shit! Oh, this is the, all this Cody's, is the all Cody's matter. <laughs> is that real? Is that the real race? That is Rich from. It says Rich from Twitter. Who else would it be? Well, I'm assuming Stephen Smolnik's not actually Ethan. You know? oh. Talk, Talk about, about Cody's. Talk about it. Oh man, the next the next time we have a drip drop drinking game, you and Cody are coming on, and we are hashing this shit out. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Oh. All right, so the call out is there, Cody. You're coming back on with Rohan. We're doing a drip drop drinking game, and we're gonna settle this once and for all. Everybody, we're we, we're about to hit the hour and ten mark um, on a Thursday night. This is ridiculous. Thank you guys. Like we've maintained a high number of viewers all all show. You guys are the best. I, we we've been trying to uh, end on a joke, but for like the last thirty minutes. <laughs> And like there've been too many jokes, so I'm just gonna end this shit. It's over. Brass, take us out. Thank you, everybody. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, do the Twitch subscriptions and check out the Patreon. We're gonna be doing a lot of real dope shit. Thank you, Rohan, for showing up, man. Oh my, it's been amazing. Like Thank everyone's you. been asking for you. Like you and, and Chris Cody. It's funny. You and Chris Cody are like the most requested guests for a Hangover Time. First of all, I want to apologize to everyone for all the times I talked over them. I just got too excited. Huh. Um, this was a lot of fun. I'll come on anytime. <laughs> Chris, I, I humbly apologize. But tell your dad I said what up. Tell your dad. <laughs> <laughs>